Trevilian Next is a division of Trevilian, a financial services specialist search and talent advisory firm. Since inception, the Trevilian team has dedicated itself to enhancing the return on investment of a company's most important resource, its people. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Dimitris Malisianos, and I'm going to be your moderator for today's episode. For those who are not familiar with Trevelyan, we are a nationwide boutique executive recruiting firm, and we're servicing the financial services space since 1998. This year, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary year, and for today's episode, we are going to speak with uh, Mr. John Satude. He's the Chief Operating Officer of Bank of California. Without further ado, let me introduce you to John. Thanks, Demetrius. It's great to see you. I'm uh, John Satude. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at uh, Bank of California, and great to be here with you this morning. Absolutely. It's a pleasure as well, John. So 30 years at uh, Wells Fargo and then uh, thrown to the wolves, as I say, you know, at a smaller entrepreneurial bank like Bank of California. So that must have been like a, a culture shock for you, right? You know, it's uh, it's been a great experience. I've been uh, Bank Cal now over four years, and you meant you said it. it it's uh, very entrepreneurial, it's innovative. Um, it's really nice to be in a place where you can impact the business, you can impact people, you can impact the direction. You know, we're at you know nearly ten billion dollar community bank today, soon to be much larger, and um, and it's it's really a run as a you run as your own business. And, uh, you know, we really believe in empowering people, hiring the right individuals with the right skill set and background experience, and then relying on them to help build the business. And it's been a, a great journey the last four years, uh, significant uh, success over the last several years, and really excited about all that we're going to accomplish going forward. You talked about impact and, you know, being a chief operating officer in Bank of California, what, what are, I know that you're impacting the organization in a major way. So what are some of the, you know, uh, things that you're overseeing on a day-to-day -day basis? Oh, you have the operational components. So I oversee the bank operations. So all of, you know, everything that happens behind the scenes, the bank. I also oversee technology. And uh, of course, we know technology is very important in today's, today's world. I oversee marketing, I oversee communications, uh, also um, oversee business unit risk management. I think risk, manage risk management is another area that's uh, high focus today. Uh, we have a payments division that uh, I oversee, and then I also oversee the community, community banking division, which is all the branch network. Excellent. Bank of California is, it's, 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 it's very interesting, the latest uh, developments and the latest stories that I've been hearing um, you guys through, uh, went through a recent merger. So Bank of California being like almost like 10 billion, uh, the newest merger with PacWest, uh, around 38 billion. So, and according to my knowledge, like aura approvals were finalized and the merger is about to be completed by November 30th. So that means that by that time, we're looking at, the, you know, at a slightly over $36 billion bank one of the biggest players in the West Coast and certainly one of the biggest players in the community banking space in the West Coast. So it's going to, you know, growing at that pace and that fast, you know, requires like a lot of attention to talent and hiring to be able to safely transition to, you know, uh, from being a $10 billion bank to a $36 billion bank. 
what kind of talent uh, Bank of California is is focused on hiring right now? Yeah, well, let me start by saying how excited I am about the, the merger. Uh, this is absolutely transformational, bringing two great cultures, great companies together. And as you mentioned, you know, we're very close to closing the deal. We have our shareholder meetings on November 22nd. We expect to close the deal on November 30th. Many, many synergies that are coming from the, the bringing these two banks together. You know, not only the, the core community banking and commercial banking focus that we have, but um, PacWest has some um, some national business lines. This will kind of play into your question, but they have national business lines of uh, have a venture business that's national. They have an HOA business that's national, an SBA business. And then Bank of California, we have a, a national warehouse business. We have the, the payments division that's just nat uh, national. So we have a really good opportunity to integrate these capabilities to deliver better solutions for our clients and earn more wallet share. And you know what that means for talent is, you know, first of all, we have this incredible talent pool now with these two organizations coming together. So the focus is going to be, let's make sure we get our arms around the talent that we have, make sure we keep that talent and make sure the talent's engaged and, and have that combined common vision of where we're going to go as an organization. So I say, first and foremost, that's our focus on, on talent. And, you know, we've taken a lot of steps. I'm happy to, to expand, but a lot of steps uh, from the day we announced the merger uh, to today to make sure that we do all we can to retain the talent that we have. And, and so far, I've done a very, been very successful retaining key talent. Absolutely. Retaining the talent uh, in the talent currently is one of, is one of the, the challenges. But I, I, I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to have like, you know, tons of expansion, you know, right now and hiring like more talent. Um, yeah. Some of the banks actually, they are like identifying that, you know, um, I, I, you know, as a need that they need to deprioritize, de you know, lenders and production talent. You know, they're focusing on risk or fraud. Is this the case with Bank of California? Um, I, look, I think it's both. So, um, we think about like if you, if you grow your expense base and you cut your revenue drivers, that's not a good long-term model for success for a bank. So it's really both. So on the on the the, the revenue driving your client facing uh, employees, um, it's it's being really focused and targeted and hiring the right people. So we look at individuals who have the experience, the connections, the relationships and our key verticals. So we have several key verticals as a commercial bank. I mentioned some of the national businesses, but we also have an entertainment business segment. We have a, a healthcare segment. We have a, a nonprofit segment. We have a multifamily business. So bringing in key talented individuals with relationships in those, in those segments is absolutely critical. And you talked about lending. The, our, the way we think about the business is that we don't have lenders. We don't have, you know, new accounts people. We have relationship managers and they're responsible for bringing in the entire relationship. So what's happened over the last several months is, you know, lending has slowed down a bit. So our relationship managers have really been focused on going out there and bringing in more deposits, bringing in more new banking relationships. And as far as the other part, you know, the risk and technology uh, parts of the business, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, we have to, as we grow as a bank, you know, I talked about the payments division, you know, we're going to need more risk compliance oversight to make sure we're doing it right. And that's really been our approach is, you know, not to jump into anything, but take the steps we need to take to make sure we do it right 
because we know that if you don't do it right, you're going to end up taking one step forward and 10 steps back. And that's not the right way to do it. And on the technology side, uh, our, our approach over the last several years since I joined the bank has been to invest in technology, drive and improve client experience, improve efficiencies. With those improved efficiencies, take that take those efficiencies, invest back into technology. So we've been able to continue to invest in technology, improve efficiency, improve our technology infrastructure without having to add significant more cost to the business. You mentioned some great points, technology, deposits. Depos Everyone is like looking for deposits right now. So yeah. every executive that I speak, you know, we, we, we contact, you know, in the, uh, across the U.S., deposits one of the key factors that every bank is looking. So, uh, how's Bank of California attracting deposits now? Well, I mean, okay, you got to go on offense and defense. You know, as we came over the last uh, several months, you know, was, there was a lot of going on defense to make sure you get your arms around your clients. Um, you don't you don't leave anything to risk. And uh, we took a lot of steps. You know, for some clients, we provided them access to additional insured deposits through. Uh, through uh, ICS and and other other forms, um, and also you know I think what ended up happening over the last several months, given the relationship we have with our clients, given the reputation we have in the marketplace, we were actually pretty successful in attracting new deposits during the time we had you know, the the instability earlier in the year. Looking at today and going forward, our continued focus has been on acquiring new clients, acquiring new commercial clients. And our focus is really not just on deposits, it's really going after their real, uh, operating accounts. The operating accounts are one, they're sticky. Two, they're typically not interest bearing. And they're you know, on account analysis, we have a very healthy uh, treasury management business and we provide you know, strong earnings credit. So we really focus on that operating account. And then for the excess deposits, we help our clients find opportunities to get, especially in this environment, get a little more interest on their excess deposits. But we've been successful in um, leveraging the relationship we have with our clients to be able to manage our deposit expense. Because anybody can go buy deposits. You know, I can go post the you know, highest rate in the marketplace and guess what, I can get deposits. The key is really what, what, is, what value are you as adding as an organization and what values that relationship bring to help manage your deposit costs. I agree. Uh, yeah. any, any best practices? Because I know that, you know, to uh, around like deposit generation, because we are in a high rate environment right now and every bank is like competing with each other. Uh, any insights that you can share with us? Look, I, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying. It, it's, you gotta have the right people. They have the relationships. And you got to be out there talking to new clients. So I think our number one, um, our number one uh, area of impact for us this year has been our new client acquisition. We've been able to go out there and you know, compete against the big banks. You know, some of my, you know, some of the larger top four banks because of our reputation around being relationship focused. And you know, and you build that over time. We built that starting back in PPP when you know clients. Who are having a have a tough time getting a PPP loan, we were able to execute for our, our clients. Um, you know, earlier in the year, where clients were struggling about what they're going to do um, with what was happening in the industry, we were able to be there for our clients. So, having our having the right individual be out there 
bringing in new relationships has been our number one key to our success. And we're looking, you know, we've, and we have, we also have a really, uh, uh, we have a very good deposit incentive program we put in place for our relationship managers um, several years ago when I joined. And it really um, rewards relationship managers who are successful in bringing in new client deposits. And, um, you know, we've seen, again, a very strong year this year. Kind of more broadly looking at, you know, to deposit, we have not been active in the high rate market. We have not, we have not been the bank that competes on rate. So, um, you know, we've been able to maintain our deposits by offsetting some of the higher rate deposits that we're going to leave with new deposit relationships and new operating accounts. Plus, you know, again, selectively with the excess funds, providing premium, you know, get higher rate, but not, you're not going to be at the top of the market. I mean, we're not, you're not going to see Bank of California at the top of the market in any of the rates. Talking about, you mentioned, you know, being out there, engaging people and having the right, you know, candidates, the right, you know, talent. So I'm going to go dive in deeper a little bit about talent acquisition and development, because I believe that both are crucial for operational excellence. So what are the, you know, some of the specific attributes that you look uh, and they play as, you know, a role building success? Um, the attributes and the type of people we're looking to hire? Or? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, what we look to hire are individuals, I mean, especially in our executive leadership team. We've hired people who've been where we're going. And I think that's been a, played an important role for our rapid growth over the last several years. And how we've been able to evolve as an organization is, if you look at the, the senior leaders we brought on, if you take a look at even my direct leadership team, I mean, these individuals are well known in in uh, the industry, so the, the, the areas that they lead. And um, and that's been very helpful for us. So I say, number one, you got you got to bring in bringing the right people is very important, especially at a bank our size. And you, you know, you, you don't have the benefit of, and I was at the larger bank, you have the benefit of having, you know, thousands of individuals. You can, you can, you can have some people that may take two or three years to ramp up in our business. You know, I need to have somebody come in who's got the experience and has been where we're going to build, help us take us there. I say the second thing that we, we look at is, um, is culture. Culture is absolutely critical for us. I mean, that's, you know, we, you know, when I interview individuals for, for, for roles, you know, typically, you know, I'm not interviewing anyone that's two down and sometimes even three down for me. I'm not necessarily looking for the fit, their fit for doing that job, because that's what my team has to do. I look to see, are they a cultural fit for the company? And, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, culture is what sets us apart. So I'd say number two, find the right cultural fit. If not, they're going to leave you. And we've had that happen. We're not, we're not, we don't, we don't bat hundred percent, but you know, we think we do a pretty good job because we get the right people, then they're more likely to stay with you and then have some, have the right programs to make people feel proud to be part of the organization. Uh, so we have, you know, leadership development programs that we run a couple of times a year. We have executive coaching that we make available to our leaders. We have our IDEA Council, which stands for Inclusion, Diversity, Engagement, and Awareness, and um, is run by our team 
Uh, and it's something that, you know, they have programs. We just had uh, a guest speaker come and speak to our group last week. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And then um, we've also been recognized and we won an award, um, several awards actually, we won an award this year for uh, talent development and diversity. And by the, by the California, all the California chambers come together, they, they do an annual event and Becky California was a corporate winner for their champion of diversity awards uh, this year. And then, you know, last year in December, we won another award from, uh, it's called uh, HRO. Uh, it's, it's a organization, national, uh, international organization uh, known, uh, recognized in the HR world. And we won, won their uh, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Excellence Award. So again, these things matter to, to your employees and as you're out there uh, attracting new talent to the bank. So yes, you mentioned one of the biggest, you know, words, you know, culture, yeah. how important is culture, you know, and in every bank that we look at and every bank that we engage, culture yeah. is, is, it's very important. So how, can you tell me how important is developing the right yeah. culture within, you know, for talent growth? Yeah, like I, I, I would venture to say culture is everything. Uh, it's what it's what sets us apart. Uh, and you, you can't write everything in a handbook, um, you know, what you want people to do every day when they get up, it really comes down to your culture. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really important to us uh, as an organization and our culture has played a, a critical role in retaining our top talent, in attracting top talent within the market. And you know, the way I kind of think about it is if you don't have a good culture, like you're not something to keep your, your employees with you, if they're if not part of something bigger, then it really comes to a money game, right? And then it's like, how much is somebody going to, you know, how much are you going to pay someone to stay? And look, by the way, that's a short-term strategy because that wears off pretty quick as well. You know, people are going to leave. You know, they, they say it lasts, you know, a few months, the impact of more money, but that impact of culture really makes a difference. Um, and, you know, we, we had an event last week that we had some of our senior leaders together. We actually kind of went around and there was about 30 of us there. And it's good to think about more, some of the more senior people in the company. And we, you know, and we talked about, you know, something um, that we're proud of and something that's been challenging. As one person stood up and shared their experience where their spouse went through a significant health challenge. And he talked about how the company executive leadership was there for them. And they would not be where they are today if it wasn't for the support and the care that came from the company. Guess what? That person's not going to leave the company. Like that, that person is is going to be loyal, you know, for years to come. So kind of goes back to the culture is, you know, what, how do you create an environment where people want to be there? People believe in the kind of higher cause of what you're trying to, to accomplish. They understand the role they play in achieving that kind of higher vision. I mean, that that all to me is that that's the difference maker because think about it. At the end of the day, banking is a commodity. Like anybody can do it. Everybody's got the products. Everybody's got the services. You talked about deposit gathering. You talked about interest rates. You know, what sets us apart is our people and our culture. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree. I and. I mean, every bank is different. Every bank has, you know, its own, you know, unique needs, core values, and uh, ethics and culture. Um, generally, generally speaking, um, are banks uh, 
hiring right now? Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think, yeah, I think you, we, we don't, we don't stop looking for the right top talent. Like we are continuing to look, if you find someone who's top talent in the market, we're absolutely going after them. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to do what we can to, to bring them to the bank. The worst, as I said earlier, the worst thing you can do right now is cut back on your revenue drivers. Um, because, you know, what ends up happening is if you're, if you cut down your revenue, then you're going to have to cut your expenses to maintain your income so um you know you, it's much more to me i think much more important to make sure you invest in the right client facing individuals so you continue to drive your business forward um and you know it's and then be able to make the right investments you need for the long-term health of your company so you know, think about you know for us and you know and the kind of people we're hiring for and we don't hire people that are, as I mentioned, you know, they're not transaction oriented. We hire relationship people who are, you know, equally focused on deposits and loans and just have to shift them to the right place. On the back end, you know, where, where we find the opportunities that, um, that, that are more challenging to fill and that we're looking to fill, one in payments. Payments, you know, it's a big, important part of our, our growth for the, for the company. And you know, it's it's tough to find good, strong, talented payments individuals because they're in high demand. They're in high demand, not just from banks, but from all the fintechs and from other payments providers. So that's been a challenge. And technology you know, continues to be an opportunity. You know, we're doing a lot of work, a lot of investments in technology. And as you invest and move your technology forward, then you have to find different skill sets to be able to manage that new technology infrastructure that you put in place. And that's you know, one of the things that we've been working on and evolving over the last several years. Uh, according to my uh, intelligence, and we're like right in the middle of the uh, earnings seasons, like a lot of companies started, you know, um, uh, releasing their reports. And as of October 25th, uh, there were about like 50, 55 banks that they reported their Q3 earnings. And uh, half of them reported higher provisions quarter over quarter, and more than half uh, increased their provisions year over year. Um, also, the majority of those uh, banks uh, booked quarter over quarter and year over year increases in their net charge-offs. So what this does shows us, uh, John, about the economic state currently, and in what direction do you think that we're headed, you know, the banks are headed in the next like six to 12 months? Yeah, look, I think there's going to be some challenge in that space. It also depends on you know, where you are, like what type of industry that you're you're, you're you're lending to, and and how diversified you are. You know, there's so many other factors. You know, the strength of the credit that you have, and you know, your um, is many many factors. So I just say, yeah, if you have concentration in office space right now, it's going to be tough. It's it's a tough segment right now, and you're being impacted. Um, and I think kind of more generally, you know, we can talk about segment by segment, but I'd say more generally, you know, it's going to be a bumpy time for the next several months. So the next six to 12 months will be bumpy. There'll be pockets of challenges and, you know, it kind of depends, you know, are we going to go into a recession? Are we not going to go into a recession? Is it going to be a soft landing? Is it going to be a short? You know, there's a lot of unknowns out there that may impact, you know, how banks, you know, what the impact the uh, the losses and, and, and the potential digital reserves that banks have to take. Um, there's all, you know, other, other headwinds that are going to impact kind of the economy as a whole. You know, you have 
it's the interest rates, you have the regulatory environment. You know, there's a lot more that is going to impact kind of the overall bank. Um, and I'm happy to talk about that, but the overall kind of outlook for the, the community banking over the next six to 12 months. But I think that what you're talking about is it's a small piece of it. I think most banks will do fine, but it'll be bumpy. It'll be bumpy. And the thing that there are, you know, the major international banks, you know, there are, you know, we have the, the commercial banks, we have like, you know, the, the, the community banks, we have the credit unions, and everyone I believe has their own strategy. Um, what, what would be like your thoughts, you know, going in the, in the next like six to 12 months, specifically for the community banking space? Yeah, yeah so I, I touched on it. You, have the, you know, you got interest rate headwinds, you have potential headwinds, you know, it could eventually become tailwinds. You have regulatory environment. You know, the other thing we're seeing in community banks is you have a lot of non-traditional competitors that are coming in uh, and, you know, a lot of fintechs that are that are popping in and kind of, you know, chopping up at the at the edges of your business. Uh, we have the effects of the banking crisis from earlier this year. It's still lingering on, I think, you know, especially for community banks. Uh, you talk a lot about talent. The competition for talent continues. Uh, you know, we hear that people are cutting cutting back on, on, on talent. But, you know, those, in those key areas that we talked about, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be challenging to, to fight for that talent. But, you know, and I think about it for our industry, all those headwinds I just mentioned, I still think it's, an, it's also equally an environment that um, that's that's that should pose a great opportunity for community banks who can out execute and you know deposit costs are going to stay elevated likely for some time um, you know banks gonna have to pay up a little bit more for deposits for some time but the key for us is you know is and it continues to be acquiring commercial clients specifically their operating accounts they're sticky often lower no interest expense been very successful with it there um, lending is slowed, but, you know, we're still finding good opportunities with new lending relationships. Um, and then for us, our payments business, you know, we've been able to, uh, you know, really move that business forward. We're both on, you know, for the, for the, the FinTech that we purchased, uh, DeepStack and, uh, from our work that we're doing around issuing, uh, integrating payments to within our client base and now with our expanded client base with PacWest is going to open up opportunities for additional fee income to offset any uh, potential challenge in interest income. Yeah, are you seeing like any opportunities? Because that's like a beautiful strategy that you know you guys are going to be using. Are you seeing any other opportunities? Um, you know, how will you know the production lines, for example, continue to evolve in the, in the upcoming years that you can leverage? Yeah, look, the technology is get, technology will play an even more important role in the coming years. And I talk about fintechs. You know, fintechs are going to chip away at different segments of banking. But you know, fintechs can also be an, an enabler for community banks. So you know, there's been a lot in that space. We've been we've seen a lot of articles. We've seen some some challenges this year, like regulatory challenges with uh, bank fintech partnerships. Yeah, I still think it's going to be important. Those fintech bank partnerships will be important. I can tell you we're very much focused in that space, very much focused in that space, very thoughtful in how we move forward. And community banks need to be smart about how they look at you know, each part of their business and the evolving landscape and think about if and where we need or want to compete. And where in, in, the, in those spaces we do, then do we build, do we partner, do we buy? And we have examples of all three 
you know, we bought a fintech payments business, as I mentioned. We partnered and invested in another fintech. And, you know, there's a lot of things we're building. So you know, as you think about, you know, how this world's gonna, you know, this environment's gonna evolve, um, I think goes back to technology is gonna be important. How we address that is gonna be very important. Um, but we cannot lose the you know, competitive advantage of the people. So I think community banks at the end of the day, you know, all the other stuff that I just talked about are enablers. You know, we're, we, as a community bank, you know, we are in the people business and those relationships are the difference differentiators between a community bank and some of the other um, people in the banking segments. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the uh, one of the uh, trends that we're seeing right now is like we're seeing like M and A's like slowing down uh, compared, you know, to the previous years. But see what happened with M and A recently, you know, with Bank of yeah. California. Uh, what are some of the trends that we should look out for? You know, I think there are going to be more consolidations in the community banking space. You know, there's you know there'll be, there's a squeeze on margins, and you know I think some banks more than others. Like our margin was able to expand a bit this last quarter, um, but like there's still going to be challenges for for margins. There's a increased cost for infrastructure, as we talked about the technology, the risks, the uh, compliance infrastructure, additional regulatory requirements. I mean, there's going to be you know, higher cost. Um, embedded in the in the business there's going to be you know deposits that are moving off balance sheet you know we're seeing what's going into treasuries and with the money market funds so that's going to put more pressure on on rates so you know, i think you know, more community community banks are going to realize that you know it makes more sense to do a deal than go go it alone so you know the challenge has been i think you mentioned is that the time that has been taking in the past to get the regu required regulatory approvals it has made it more you know been more of a challenge in the past to, to get deals done. And I hope that environment will improve. And you know, I think our deal has been an exception. We were able to secure all regulatory approvals within 62 days of filing our application, which I think you know is, is amazing. And that just goes to the work our team did, but also the, the engagement and collaboration from, our, from the regulators, who I think did a fantastic job as well, reviewing the deal and making sure that you know it's something that uh, yeah, you know, I moved at a pace that that made sense, and we're able to get this done in a, again in pretty pretty quick time. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, you know, again, congratulations for this. Not only for that merger, but also for doing all the proper steps and you know during the process, which that was like you know almost like a record breaking, if not like that happened like very fast. Uh, do you think that you know this kind of you know uh, merge, you know, with uh, uh, that recently happened with the Bank West and Bank of California is going to uh, change the entire map on the West Coast and, you know, specifically in the California um, uh, community banking space. You know, I think a lot has changed in, in, in California uh, banking space. You know, several banks that were here are no longer here. And you can go down, just look at the list. Either they were, they're gone or they were bought by another bank. So that really opens up this market and I think we we are very well positioned. We are now going to, going to be the third largest bank headquartered in California. And it's an incredible market. It's a lucrative market. And many players are you know, either exiting or have been bought. And you know, I think it's going to be a huge opportunity for, for community banks and I think specifically for Bank of California. 
we also have our national businesses. So we're able to you know, kind of get the best of both worlds. We're able to really focus on this market where we have brand recognition, we have distribution, uh, you know, we have uh, you know, the, all the, the, the relationships, but then also leverage our national businesses that I mentioned earlier to be able to scale across the country, those key verticals of payments, of HOA, venture capital, warehouse lending. I have to say, John, kudos to you and kudos to Bank of California for everything that you have achieved so far and uh, all the successes uh, you had, especially with the merger and PacWest. I can't wait to see how this is going to evolve in the upcoming years, how this strategy is going to play out. Uh, but I really wanted to thank you, you know, for being with us here today. Uh, thank you for your time, John. Thank you for all the valuable information and insights you shared with us. Thank you, Dimitri. It's great to spend time with you today and appreciate all that you're doing to, to support the industry.